Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. We're gonna cheers. Shout out Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's my camera, at, bro? Is it that one? Yeah. Hey man, we didn't blow smoke, man. What's popping? What you got in the Starbucks cup, bro? Motherfucking shout out, y'all. I can't go wrong, bro. My New Year's resolution is drink more ranch water. You drink more ranch water. You drinking a lot of ranch water, dude. It's the second episode. Facts. Man, cheers, bro. Y'all don't know, man. We got the innovator in the building. What's popping? What's popping? How y'all doing? Oh shit. On, I'm, a, I'm blessed. It's a pleasure. Time. Thank y'all for letting me come up here. Hell yeah. Hold on. We got this guy over here. Oh, no. It's family talk. No, man. Go ahead. Yeah, no. But you already know. It's good, bro. Shout out Boss Barbershop for letting us come through again and bless the scene. You know what I mean? We got the boy. We got the one and only. But I I, I start by saying, like, I, like we talked about when you came in, much respect to you, bro. We went in this space that we call media. You're you're killing the game, bro. I appreciate you. Know what I'm you. I saying? appreciate this is, this is you, you. This is your space. You got motherfuckers traveling from Stockton, I'm from the Bay, all the way around town to go to LA to go check you out and get on your shit, bro. So we just want to pay you homage, bro, and give you your flowers when it's due for real. No, nah, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It, it, it's a humbling, like I was telling you, it's humbling for real. Like you, when I started, I never really thought it would. Uh, I thought it was a good idea, but I you never really know like if it's gonna work or not. But yeah. Consistency for real, yeah, yeah, and yeah, let's, let's take it back, bro. Let's take it back to the young innovator for real. For real, I say, how long have you been doing yeah, that? The innovator yeah. platform, uh, I've been doing interviews for real for about like four years. Um, for my whole first year, I was not on YouTube, mm-hmm. I was I was learning how to be a good interviewer, and I was I was just kind of figuring out the the ins and outs. Like, I wasn't filming, I was like, I was, I was in doing radio, so like. It was only audio at first, and I wasn't even thinking about putting them on YouTube. Uh-huh. And then, uh, what year is this? This is this is 2018. 2018. This is 2018. Shout out to the homie Mars though, because he really told me he was doing YouTube and like he was from he from Florida, so he interviewed like Triple X and like Smoke Perp, like a lot of people before they popped off. Yeah, and he was telling me like if you don't film it, it's pretty much never happened. Mm. So that was like my big thing. It was like okay, I need to figure out how to film it. And then I found a camera guy who was down. We got we started locking in and getting it done. And like, so you weren't opposed to, but you weren't camera shy. You weren't you weren't opposed to. I wasn't camera shy at all. Like it, I was just like, it just gotta it gotta be done the right way. You know, I feel like when you get on YouTube, I mean, y'all know, like, first impression is everything. Like, you don't want to come on come on there and it's just like it's not good. Yeah, like, people are automatically gonna be put off from it. But like, 
even when I started on YouTube, I did. I filmed like twenty interviews before I ever dropped one. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I had to build a catalog because like, I didn't want to say drop one or like you know what I'm like literally you should record twenty before you actually dropped one. Like put one out. Yeah. Your so team. like uh, so the first interview I ever put on YouTube was the T Grizzly one. But right. what uh, we we had like a Dropbox of like twenty interviews at that time. Were you scared to put it out because like it was? Your I first was for video? sure nervous for sure. Yeah. Like it was um, you know, like you don't want to fail. You don't want right. people. You don't want it to not be good. So it it was definitely the nerves. But then you think like, fuck it, like right. You only got one life, man. So it's like if you're gonna pursue with something like in this creative space, you gotta you can't be afraid of failing or it not being exactly what you expect and then you got you got to have realistic uh expectations too though you feel me that's real shit, no, that's <laughs> like, real that, shit. was that always your background like actually approaching and speaking to people like did you always did you like speak i mean i always been like cool like uh extrovert type person like always was like talking to people like it wasn't it wasn't like that it was like uh i was nervous about it but uh for real my mom was in radio so like my mom has a radio background and um like on t- uh like she not on air but like she she did like traffic but like she brought me around the radio environment so i knew like a lot of on air people growing up like i was seeing them do like i did like a disney commercial when i was randomly at the station one day and a dude was like you want to do a commercial for disney what? Mm. and i was like all right and he, he told me he was like you got a nice voice you should you should you should uh you should really look into it but i do want to do com- more commercials but like say that it's just like it was, I mean, it was like, fuck it. But like, really, I told y'all, interning was what got me into this, though. Yeah. So the LA Leaguers, like, I give them a lot of, like, uh, my inspiration for show because seeing them, what they was doing for LA, I was like, damn, I want to do that for the Bay. There you go. What was your position with the LA Leaguers? I was just an intern. But, like, what like, I was doing for them was... What you to do as far as, like, intern? What does the intern consist of? What I was doing for them, bro, basically, after the, after their on-air shows... I would, they would give me the the files, the audio files, whatever, and I would chop them up in Pro Tools and say like, I would get like uh, like the highlight clips for them and put it in a folder. Like this was a highlight that they might run back on the air one day, or it was like a good clip, so we put that back on the air. Okay. So I would I would just take it and save it and like organize it, and that's what I was doing for them. But like during that process, at the looking back now, he's like like that was good practice type shit. Or was it? It was, it was just like you know. Everybody, when you move to LA, everybody's trying to figure out how to get their foot in the door. Right. And that was like the big thing because I was interning with them and interning at my college radio station. Okay. And the college radio station was trash. It was no rappers there coming there. Yeah. I feel like they didn't really even care for me to be. The internship is to to see if you really like what you, if you really want to be in that space. Mm-hmm. With the college uh, internship. You're not getting paid, right? There's, no, there's, you're not getting paid at all. Yeah, this is straight intern. Some yeah. interns do get paid, but depending on what it is. But like, if, if you like an engineering intern, you probably will get some cheese. But radio, they like, radio is a crazy game, you know? Like, they don't really pay you that much. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Radio, a lot of people in radio make a minimum wage. Mm-hmm. So Especially do- right now. Like, I mean, I, we've kind of talked about it with a couple people we've had on the on the podcast, bro. And like, the, it, it podcasting and radio, it's... They're like, you know what I mean? It's, sure it's, battle it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, not to say one's dying out, but it's like, it's slowly, not not too many people are listening to the radio on the drives no more. You know what I mean? Not for sure. And, and, that, and that was another thing for me. I never really listened to the radio like that unless I was like riding with my mom. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we've been had the iPods with the Ox, you know, now with the Apple Music, it's kind of like, I'm about to play what I want to hear right. and, and play it back to back. I'd rather 
shuffle my phone. Right. You know, like then they listen to the radio, but radio is still a thing. Like it's, I don't think radio will ever die. It's just like with COVID, we saw like radio stop. They're mm-hmm. not, they, they had to follow all the rules, you know, like when you're independent, kind of like we are, you don't really, you set your own rules, you set your own guidelines. Like, and that, like I was, I'll tell you, COVID kind of helped me grow my channel. I, I, never had, I never had to stop. I was scared of, of COVID, but I never had to stop doing interviews, you know, like. And we're kinda, six feet apart. You got the, the table across. Know. Here, you're good. Right. No, that's, that's tight. That's tight for real. I mean, I kind of want to take it back to that first episode again, because, bro, we, we, when we knew you were coming, it was like, bro, we really get to talk, chop it up with another podcaster, like, vibe. You know what I mean? Someone yeah. that's been through the experiences that we've been through. But we filmed like 10 to 20 episode ones when we started and we didn't have no guests. Yeah. So I could only imagine what it was when you had a guest with turning that video back on. You know what I mean? Like, that You've shit. been getting T. Grizzly for your first release. What made you feel the confidence that that was the one? You had 20 others. That I'm going to be honest. Been. I don't, I'm still, that T. Grizzly interview was, was a crazy interview. And I'll say that because that interview was out. I feel like for a, a so three, a year. So 365 days, it probably had like 1.3K mm. views. Starting on like out, yeah. on like uh, 375 days, it literally took off out of nowhere. Like it's mm-hmm. at like eighty thousand now. But that interview opened my eyes to what YouTube was. Longevity, like, I, you, longevity, and you, like I said, if you didn't film it, it didn't happen. So just because people didn't watch it at the beginning, didn't mean they wouldn't watch it eventually. You know, mm-hmm. and that kind of um, opened my eyes. Also, like don't be mad if a video doesn't get. 20,000 views in the first day. You know, it might get 100,000 in two years and that's still, you're still will get paid off it and it'll still be good for your channel. But like, that's why I say be consistent because it's like, keep flooding the YouTube with more content and you'll get into the algorithm Mm. Rather than dropping that one video, it doesn't do well. You're like, oh, well, fuck it. I don't want to do it anymore. No, that's so crazy. You say that. I was, conversations all week is this, at this word algorithm keeps getting brought up. And then shout out to Russell. I seen him say, he said, what the fuck is an algorithm, bro? <laughs> <laughs> make it, make it, post. He said, Put make, it out there. Yeah, make great shit consistently, bro. Fucking algorithm. <laughs> I respect but, that, so, But do you believe in that algorithm, bro? Like, honestly, if you stay consistent, like, it jumps in. You know what I mean? I would say, when I say no, the algorithm for YouTube is like, for for like what we do is knowing how to title shit, mm-hmm. what hashtags. I think that does play. I mean, who you have on plays a part too, though. But like knowing how to title shit. Some of my like now, like when I first started off, I didn't really want my titles to be too controversial. Mm-hmm. Now I'm more like, I want the juiciest shit to be in the title mm-hmm. so people can look into the video. But, you know, I think something I do do and the people I interview will attest to it. I usually tap in like, all right, is this cool? Like, When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You know, if it is hella controversial, but okay. usually I feel like if we talked about it, it should be fair game, you know? Right. But like, I never, I, was just I never put people like, I interview in like a position where it's like, it's some like police shit on there or it's like some weird stuff that they don't want out. Like, mm-hmm. 
I've taken stuff out of interviews that could have went viral to protect people's image. And I think that's something that the game is missing because people, as a as a media personality, yes, you want the viral clips, but at what cost? You're not trying to, I'm not trying to mess up your bread or right. make you look like a, a bad person, especially right. if you, you made a mistake. You feel me? A lot of people I interview are young or they, they might have not did 20 interviews. They don't know really what to say and what not to say. You got a lot of control. I, and with that, people don't, it, it, it makes it because it's that stump point. It's like, if I do it, yes, I'll look good or it'll look good for numbers on this one. But then I, I won't get another five interviews or 10 interviews after that. How, how do you approach your guests, though? Like, are you, is it friendship to friendship relationships or is it straight business come in, come out type of ordeal? That's a great, that's actually a great question. Um, it, it, it's, it's a, it, it defers. Like, when I started out, I was more trying to be friends with, with, with the artists I interviewed. That was important to me about building relationships and networking and all mm -hmm. that. I'm not saying it's not important now, but like some of the people I interview are real controversial or like, um, or you know, it's just like we're we I don't gotta be friends with everybody. Right. And some of the so sometimes you interview controversial people, if you were their friend, you look some type of way, or like the person that they that doesn't like them is not gonna interview with right. you because they're like, Oh, well, you fuck with them. And it's like, I'm not involved in y'all shit. Like, if I if I meet somebody as a person, like I judge them as that person I meet. Like, I don't never, I don't never like focus on what people tell me about somebody. I want to meet somebody for themselves. So once I meet you and I kind of figure out, like, okay, he's a solid person, would I go get dinner with him? Probably not. We can smoke a blunt, right. you know, and that's cool. Yeah. Some people I meet, I'm like, damn, maybe we could connect on some other stuff outside of the interview lane. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. Like, um, I've had sponsors in the past. Some people I'm like, all right, I want to get you, get you like a, a deal with my sponsor or something. But like, it just depends on our, our relationship, but right. I don't never go into it and thinking we got to be friends. You yeah. know, it is, it happens how it happens. Right. What about y'all? You know, <laughs> Gotta keep it organic, bro. I ain't on cap. Like you can't really force force friendship. You know what I'm saying? No, I ain't with that Drake shit. No new friends. But yeah. it's like I can't like I'm not I'm not the type to like you know just put my both feet into like you know what I'm saying another situation because as far as blowing smoke as far as my fan foundation foundation is a uh, my friends I don't need too many other ones, bro. Business partners, people. If you want to be able to like you know adapt in those type of fields. We can we can attach to that, but like hanging out, partying, you know what I what I already do with my other ones. Yeah. I don't need all that. You know what I'm saying? I think like because the way you said when you started off, like bro, we're, I I never done. I'm speaking for me. I never done none of this the content creation, media, nothing like this. Yeah. But up until the last like two three years, almost three like two and a half now, bro. It was a nine to five for me. I was going to work. I was talking to my fucking sixty year old coworkers. You know what I'm saying? I come home, shorty would make me dinner, do it all over again. You know what I mean? So. With this now, I think the more I feel like I'm on that vibe where it's like the networking part, like let's network, you know what I'm saying? Like who knows what can come out of it. Not looking for friends because at the end of the day, you know what we, we're using each other, right? At the end of the day, like, we're, but as long as we know that and we have a communication, we're for that, you yeah. know what I mean? And it, it can go forward from there, you know what I mean? But as friends, friends, they, yeah, they circle small always, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, but that's the thing is like, the funniest things about some of my interviews I realized, especially like, so like say an artist comes with like people from the label or people that he's not really close with. By the time the interview's done, these people are telling and saying like, damn, I know more about you now than mm -hmm. I ever did. And I'd be like, damn. So these label people really don't even know him like that. Like, mm -hmm. so 
it's being best friends is not always ideal when it comes to the partnership because with a record label and an artist, it's business. So we mm-hmm. don't need to be best friends. Exactly. At this point, we're holding each other accountable. Right. With the interviewer, I just feel like, you know, be cordial. We're cool. If I see you, we're solid. But like, if we vibe that much that, you know, we go kick it after, right. cool. Yeah. But like, I don't go into it thinking like, like I'm trying to be your homie. Yeah, it got to be right. organic. Yeah, like, <laughs> we, as podcast to podcast or host to host, how we got, you know, definitely host to host type shit. Really like, that's what it is, bro. It's like, we can't, Go out of our means to try and because we interview some people that actually are some names, bro. It's like it's like we say we just interview Backpack Boys one, bro. Like I yeah, want to go back. I smoke weed like every day when I wake up. And go <laughs> yeah, to sleep. Yeah. I want to go kick it with him, not just because of weed, but like, bro, he has weed. Like he's a good conversation. He's got, he's got he has a lot of knowledge and everything. But it's like I can't just you know what I'm saying like put myself in that realm. You know what I'm saying type thing. So it's like. I, I feel we, I feel where we are coming from. Do you feel that? Is there is there two? Is there that that line that needs to be drawn? Like like uh, what's that quote where it's like don't overstep your uh, visit or don't overstay your visit type of shit? I would say definitely it depends on the, on the person. Like uh, what they call it? Am I being a um a nuisance? Some people <laughs> I interview they they like you know they want to kick it like but it depends like some people are just come to LA and they're like shit I'm out here like what should I do like right. well, I'm, I'm like well I'm about to go do this like you can come like it's no but like it is a thing some people I know outside of music so it's kind of like yeah we've we already been cool like I'm not finna not say let's not kick it but I feel like it's always just depends on the vibe like yeah. but like to me like something that will get me to kick it with an artist is like playing Madden so I play Madden <laughs> so they're like let's play Madden it's like Oh, it's not really it's running. It's nice and ready. Like, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Come on, Let's get it. Dude, you ready? I mean, don't play. I don't play. I don't play. I feel like I play games. So if a rapper tells me what's up, I'm trying to run the Madden. It's kind of like All right, that's kind of our relationship going outside. Like yeah. we smoke, we smoke, whatever. But like play some Madden. Yeah. Who you run with though? Right now, the Packers. Next year, I'm running with the Raiders. So oh, I'm gonna be honest. Hell no. <laughs> go. You're, you're, you're a Devontae Adams fan. That's what it sounds like. He, he's a pretty unstoppable in the game. <laughs> uh, speaking on the industry a little bit, have you dealt with it, like labels contacting you about certain shit? Have you have you, have uh, you been in dibble dabbled in that at all? Or? Not, not really like that, but I did have a situation uh, recently. Uh, it's not bad, but it, it was kind of, it was, it was a, a, a lesson for me though, because, uh, Basically, I interviewed uh, the homie. Um, shout out Maybach Stank. He, yeah, he's like a wrong, wrongfully convicted, so he's in jail right now. Oh damn! And basically, he got a he got a deal with Empire, and so he took a piece of our interview, which he totally has the right to do, mm-hmm. um, and put it on a song. But Empire, you know they they do they have their clearances, the and clearances all right. and all that, and everything goes into their system to where now YouTube is tracking if their content is somewhere else on the internet. And so basically I was getting copyright infringement for our interview because oh, they took that like six minute clip out. Mm-hmm. But that's like, it's it's like six minutes. I mean, six seconds. Uh, excuse me. Six, say, six, well, I was like, but, damn, um, they had a whole song on your shit. It's, 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 it's both our content, you know? Right, right. So it's true. like, they, I own it just as much as, as as he owns it, but like technically it's on my channel. Right. I'm saying you can use it, it's no problem, but like there was like a whole copyright situation going on. But basically, like it was just a lot of emails sent back and forth. Damn. And it got it, they 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 uh they took away the copyright claim. But like that opened my eyes to so like, damn, like 
But now, like, that's what I'm trying to get into putting all my stuff on, like, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, because that way it is more coverage on my side. Because mm-hmm. if, if I put it out, it's already out there. Like, okay, well, you see that I put it out on this date. Like, even with the YouTube, you can still see, like, I was willing to take it to to whatever lengths it could have been taken. But right. it wasn't it wasn't that serious a thing. But And that's what I will say. As a content creator, you got to, like, fight for your shit. Mm-hmm. There's people that take my interviews and react to them. I'm not going to hate on that and be like, nah, you can't use my content. But, like, there's been times where people have, like, I don't know how these people do it, but, like, sometimes they get access to the interviews early or they figure out, like, so say, like, a video is unlisted. Y'all know YouTube. Yeah. Say I had a video on Premiere and then I took it down for a second and made it unlisted. So since they're already on that link, they might get access to the video when it goes wow, back to unlisted. I never knew that. And there's a lot of times where people have taken my interviews and put them out. Yeah. And then commented on my YouTube, like, if you want to see the video early, come oh, here. Oh, hell no. <laughs> That's and, crazy. And, and, and I'm going to instantly take that shit down. I don't give a damn. Like, right. if you try to put my content out before, like, yeah, I'm going I'm to take it down. You but like, me. Yeah. If I interview a rapper, they want to use a, a clip of the interview on a song or something, be my guest. Like, there's, there's even like, for example, Blast. Blast has like my drop, my intro drop on his intro when he does shows and stuff. Yeah. I thought it was hella tight because every time That's Blast so is performing... Legit, Say that shit again, bro, please. Shout out to Blast. And, yeah. and, and Blast has my voice on his intro when he does, like his, when he opens up. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Up for his shows, like it says, like what's going on? I got the hottest dude in LA right now. I got Blast in here, yeah, and that's my voice on there. That's and it's tight. like, cool. I'm not finna say Blast can't use my voice. Like that's branded for me. Yeah, Blast is touring all around the world, and people are hitting me up still all the time, bro. I just heard your voice at this at this festival or yeah, whatever. That's sick. Day in Vegas, my homie texts me literally so sick, at Day bro. in Vegas, like, bro, I just heard all these people just heard your voice. That's a crazy feeling to even like think about. Damn, yeah, but bro. would we consider that like an organic relationship that you and Blast have, or is that something that you know? I mean, that- when I, I mean, we 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 didn't become like best friends with him, but like he respected my platform enough to do the interview, and he told me like, no, I've seen you grow and I've seen you put in the work. Like, and think about it like this: people told me about Blast before, like he really popped. So like he did a song with Mozzie. And and that was like my first introduction to him. He did a song with Joey Fats. Yeah. That was somebody that I knew before like I really popped off. And I was like, damn, okay, I see that. Next thing I know, Blast is the, one of the hottest artists in, in the game. In the right? game. Right? In the right. game. For sure. <laughs> but like 
that's inspiration for me too, though, because it's like, he told me, like, bro, I fuck with it. Keep going, keep doing it. Like, it's something here. Like, it's not. And and sometimes you need that as a as a as a content creator, because it's like, you know, you have the moments where you're like, bro, this shit really gonna pay off. Yeah, like, definitely. There's no dental, there's no insurance. Like, you gotta, you gotta no figure cap. this, you gotta figure this shit out. Right. You know? No cap. Right. You lose a great interview off of some formatting of a SIM card or something. Or oh, that's happened too. That's oh, the worst feeling. That happened. That's the oh. worst feeling ever. Yeah. To not have the footage that you literally like should, should be there, but you just <laughs> don't fucking have it, bro. I've done Heartbreaking. That. I've done that just moving too fast and I'll just be like, oh my God. What did I just do? <laughs> we talked about friends. I mean, mom's in the in the radio game early, right? So yeah. you diving into it full head on, how supportive were your peers and the family to that? You know what I'm saying? And then, how are they to this day? With yeah, that? to this day. To be completely honest, um, I don't know how, I, they support it, but like they still feel like, you know, is it going to work out? And um I don't know. I kind of embrace it though, to be honest. Like one, my my mom, she's uh so my mom was a first generation California kid. Right. So all of her, all her family, her dad is from Louisiana, mom from Texas. Okay. So she first generation. So like her parents didn't go to college. So of course they're really adamant about her going to college. So my mom took did all the right things. My dad is an immigrant. So my dad's from Haiti. Oh, so my dad came here probably when he was twenty one. So, of course, my dad, has, his whole life, been like a hardworking man, did construction. You know, he like shit. He told me as a young kid he never wanted me to do construction because he, he knew how um, hard it was on the body. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, the thing about this new era of content creators, it's not always consistent. You can make it consistent, but, like, there's no, like, and there's no how-to. There's no, like, this is what you do. Like, you kind of got to figure this shit out. So, like. Thanks. Parents aren't always going to support it, you know? Like, I believe they do support it and they see me growing, but, like, they still kind of really don't know what this is. Like, what is this space? Like, they, they, this is new. They never, nobody was really doing this when they were growing up. Growing up. What the I, fuck is YouTube? Like, how are you going to make money YouTube? off of this? How are you going to make a life? How are <laughs> you going to make a like, future? You're, right. you're trying to live your life off interviews and YouTube, and it's like, my mom, is, she loves YouTube, and she's kind of dived in and, She's seen like, damn, there's people with making a lot of money off this. So she's kind of opened their eyes to that. So, um, you know, they're opening up more to it. But I feel like they're still kind of like, is it going to work? But, right. you know, the thing about me is I'm always working. So I feel like that kind of gives nice. them some comfortability with it. Like, OK, he's You're always, always busy. He's always busy. He's always right. trying to get stuff done. He's he don't give a damn if he's up till 4 a.m. getting it done. You mm, know, that's amazing. And bro. that's the type of energy you got to have to it because it's like. Who gonna do it for you? No, nah, that's real. He hasn't said it yet, y'all, but Innovator be doing all his own shit. He ain't got no one else editing <laughs> shit. He over here. No, ed he edits, he films, he, he sets, sets up, yeah. he records, that, he That's much respect, he, bro. That's much respect. Me? BSP just, we we slowly getting hands on. You know what I'm saying? We starting to to see the work that really goes into being behind this shit and knowing, like, shit ain't easy, bro. And, and, and people from the outside looking in be like, oh, bro, podcast, like, Bro, come in. Come check it out. You know, it's what I'm not saying? easy. It's not easy. It's definitely, definitely a difficult space to be in. Yeah, as much as I never want to absorb myself, understanding it, but it's like if you really think you can do it, try it out yourself. And I'm not trying to sound disrespectful, but it's like you know, what I'm saying it's not, it's not hard. It's not easy. But if you really want to do it, just try it out yourself, and just, you know, you see what you can do. I actually, like, I actually just had this conversation, and I kind of want to get your opinion on it. Do you feel the podcast space is getting oversaturated? That's a that's a good one too. 
Uh, I feel like this is what I'll say. I don't see how a podcast can get oversaturated. It's not getting oversaturated, but I feel like everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are trying to like copy each other or like, I feel like just be original and, mm-hmm. and be yourself. I think that's one of the things that made me kind of like it because I feel like my perspective was was cool and it was it was it could be helpful to to the game. So like I feel like knowing what you're doing for the right reason. One, right. don't become, don't start trying to do interviews just to be cool because right. that's not really gonna get you too far. Mm-hmm. But I feel like just know who you are and what you want to do, and that's like that should be the basis of it. Yeah, it's a little, it's like I won't say it's saturated, but a lot of people are doing it. Mm-hmm. So kind of like interviewing the same person. So like for example, I don't want to say anybody's name, but like. If one person does 20 interviews, for the first five, they might get a lot of views. By the 20th one, it's not going to hit the same. Right. So. Now, I mean, on like an album rollout, right? An artist yeah, goes on like, a full album rollout. I'm, I'm like a big, uh, like I'm known run. for being like, are you on an album run? Because if you are, probably will turn it down. Not, no disrespect, but like, if I had to do it, I had to do it. But like, I don't like putting out interviews if like 50 people or 20, not 50, but like if 10 people interview the same person and we're all going to drop it at the same time, mm-hmm. I'll probably wait. Like, mm-hmm. And that's just like, and people who comment on my YouTube, they're like, I know this interview not going to come out for three months, but it's like, <laughs> I, I kind of sometimes want the buzz to die down on your interviews right. and then drop mine because people can really like watch it and appreciate it. So like, if everybody's interviewing the same person, I feel like that's what kind of like, oversaturates it. But if yeah. people are branching out and interviewing different people, mm-hmm. like I interviewed the, the owner of Backpack Boys, that's some dope shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's different. That's the that's the type of shit that I feel like people need to be on. Like, people are so focused on... Music I mean, of course media. you want to interview hot, but like... Don't... Oh, don't. If you saw that five people interview somebody, I'll probably wait, to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, me and him had that, that like, it was just back and forth early where it was like, are we going to jump in this music media lane where it's like, you know what I'm saying? All these artists, we're going to do the album rollers, we're going to do that. We're going to just step in our own lane. You know what I'm saying? We're going to interview people that we genuinely want to have conversations with. And that's what it's always been. But when we, when our guests, it's whoever we genuinely, him and I, is that we, we get together. Like, do you really want to talk to this individual? Like, if it wasn't on a camera or no mics, would you, would you be down to sit with him for an hour? Hell yeah, then let's make it happen. You know and that's mean? how it's gotta Facts. be, like for real. Facts. And and of Facts. course, I've interviewed people that I didn't really want to at times. And and that's what um kind of got me out of the radio space because I was feeling like they were it was, it was this is this is real shit. This is hella funny. This is how the, the industry is. So when I wasn't had a name, I'll say, when I didn't have a name, nobody wanted me to interview anybody. They weren't tripping. The station wasn't tripping. Um, nobody was cared who I interviewed. So I could interview whoever I wanted to interview. And of course, when people started to see me bring in like a, a T Grizzly, you know, all black, a Nefta Pharaoh, um, Shooter Gang Coney, Haiti Baby. <laughs> yeah. I started to have all these people oh, come so, in. So, from, so that's where you that's where that was at the radio station? Exactly. That's where I started at. Okay. So Locked you see me bringing in all these people. So of course they're like, they're like, hold on, like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. T Grizzly's coming up here, and we don't know shit about it. Right. He just came to do an interview with this guy and, and left. Walked right through. The- and they're like, what the <laughs> fuck? And so then it turned into, That's oh, crazy. you made a name for yourself. Okay. 
well, these person, these people are coming up here. Do you want to interview them? But it's like, not no disrespect. I don't give a fuck about interviewing them. Mm-hmm. So why would I do that? That's it wasn't like I was there to be an interviewer. That was just something that they told me I could do mm-hmm. with my time there. Mm-hmm. If it was, if it was cool, and they they felt it, I was like, go ahead, do it. If you want to do it, and you think you could do it, do it. But right. it was just like, then it turned into like, oh. Well, can you interview these people for us? And can you interview this person? And they really were just giving me the, be the people that they didn't want to interview. Because when the big name people came. They were all over it. And let me tell you, in one of my interviews, this, this is where they fucked up. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is a real, this is real shit. Pee Wee Longway came. Oh, shit. Nobody gave a fuck about Pee Wee Longway when he came up there. But me. <laughs> and- What's popping, guys? It's JG here from Blowing Smoke. If you're a fan of fun, insightful, and breakthrough conversations, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Blowing Smoke podcast, a show that covers life experiences and firsthand testimonies from some of the biggest names in your favorite industries. And all that brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. They're like, oh, Pee Wee Longway's here. Nobody really wants to talk to him. Like, could you do it? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And if you watch the people you love my interview, I tell them, I say, not only have I been a fan of you since like the Gucci man, Waka Flocka, all that, like I've, I've known about you for years. One of my close friends who who uh, ended up getting passing away, he he was the biggest Pee Wee Longway fan. Mm. And I said, I would have thought it was disrespectful to turn it down. Right. Off, off the way I knew how much he loved you. Because if I would have called him and told him what I was doing, he would have been like, ain't Juice. no fucking way. Right. But, um, out. She kind of backfired on them because that ended up being my biggest interview for a long time. <laughs> and, they, and they and that's the thing nobody wanted to do it. Wow. And that and that was um and that's what I say how it works is like people having a knowledge of the, of, of hip hop and who's popping is always I feel like what separates you in this media space because it's like everybody doesn't know who's popping. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the people who work in radio they only check on the list and they see who's popping on the list, but. To really be good at this, you got to know who's popping in the streets. Yeah. Because who's popping in the streets is going to hit who's going to end up on the list. It's just like what you said, what you interviewed, you know, what's coming out hopefully soon. I don't know if we can talk about it, but I was like, that interview that you just did yesterday. Well, uh, 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 yeah, we can talk yeah, about it. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. right now. But yeah, so. You know, and, and, that's, and that's another thing. So like, so shout out to. Um, Acito, uh, GB, uh, Young Eggs, Babyface Wood, Rico Too Smooth. Rico Too Smooth. Like, the five of them, what they doing with the with Red Alert is fucking crazy because the Hispanic rap scene is on fire right now. Really and that's, Cal, that's Northern Cal, Southern Cal, all over. And Babyface Wood is from Washington. So yeah. Yakima, it, Washington. Yakima. Y'all. Shout I'm out saying, to Yakima. Yakima, Washington. You feel me? Go ahead, though. Go ahead, though. And that's what it's about, you know, because you said that was your biggest interview. That was the, the most people the I most ever people interviewed. I mean, that yeah. was the most people I ever interviewed. Yeah, like, biggest. and I don't. We gonna we gonna see if it's. The, it, it, I think it's gonna do numbers though, just because of how many people it is, and everybody wants to see what they're talking about right. and what's going on. And it was just, it was, it was a good experience for me because I felt like 
three years ago or two years ago, I would have turned that down because I would. I don't know if I was. might have been too. People? I don't know if I was ready for five people. Yeah. yeah, it takes a lot to be comfortable talking to five people at once. Definitely, you know? no, that's that's true. And then to say, luckily with one person, I, I said me and him got each other. Pause, but you feel me? Like, and that that makes it easier. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So it's like being by yourself, bro. I definitely, I, I give you re, your flowers, bro. For real, for real. Yeah, like, that's no cap. At first, no I used cap. to write shit down. So I used to write down like questions and like think, okay, I want to talk about this. Now it's more of I'm not saying I, I pretty much don't write anything, but I'll write down ideas. Like, okay, talk about this. It could be like uh talk about it'll just be simple. Instead of like a full question, it's like a topic. Topics, topics, mm-hmm. topics. Okay. But a lot of times, even like so my my recent all black interview, that interview was two hours long. And I swear, after the interview, there was at least five things that I was like, damn, I should have asked him that. <laughs> and, but it's like, you know, I'm watching the timer, too. I'm like, can, can I go past two hours? Like, yeah. are people going to watch that? Right, right. But that's why I started breaking down clips. Mm-hmm. I don't and know if y'all, but y'all, y'all break no, down no, clips? We haven't. There's a we, science we to that yet, We just leave it bro. at the broke down amount, which is the hour. Okay. We don't, we don't do two yeah. hour ones. What made you want to start doing that though? Like, like what the, the small clips. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I mean, I see people. Well, one Vlad. I'm not gonna lie. Vlad only drops clips and then he drops the full interviews after. But he has like a thing where if you're subscribed to him or it's some little shit he got on YouTube where if you you can pay to get the full interview when he drops the first clip. Oh wow! But besides that, he's just dropping. Three clips. minute clips, four minute clips. Yeah. Think of, and that's just like a money move on YouTube to me. It's kind of like, okay, I can get a hundred thousand or three hundred thousand views off two minutes. And there's there's a sixty minute video. So if you do the math for not that every clip is gonna get that amount of views, but it just allows you more chance to get more views. Mm-hmm. So and you know more commercial watches or ad people's watches. attention span, everybody doesn't have the attention span to watch two hours. Mm. You know? I'm gonna mm. be honest. And that's the thing, even like with me, so like some of my videos, I timestamp. I don't I'm not even able to always fully go through the interview and timestamp yeah, it. Like that's a lot of work. Life too. is going on. Like yeah. shit is going on. I might have to go. Like anything could be going on. Like mm-hmm. I could be high and fall asleep. Like <laughs> shit just happens. But like to sit down and watch a two hour video is a lot. Yeah. But you're talking about a three minute clip of the most juicy shit that all the fans want to see about. Yeah, I'm gonna drop the full video, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cancel out the people that just want this three minutes. Mm. And that three minute video might get eighty thousand views. Sometimes a three minute video get more views than the interview. Yeah. And that my my biggest thing when I started, I wanted I wanted the videos to compete with each other, see who could get the most views. But now I'm just like, I'm just trying to bring in all the views. It's what, not. What do you What do you do in uh when in your interview quite, uh, standpoints when you have a let's say you have a, a guest. Some guests, I mean, shout out to the rappers out there. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they don't give that full answer. They just give the one words. What do you do when you see that coming off the back? How do you expand, get them out of their, of course, comfort zone, which is not explaining in so much detail, and getting them to explain the detail? Especially with the controversy dudes that you see, do be having. That, that's, 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 a, that's a good question as well. I think you know, like if people watch my interviews, I always start off the interview uh, getting personal into where the way they grew up and trying to understand their background. Respectfully. Because I feel like that is a way to get them to like settle down and like be like, okay, he's he's trying to get to know me before he's like starts to badger me with 
crazy ass questions. Even like, I don't know. I feel like once you start- You wind get, up basically. He was like a wind up. up. It's like a roller coaster <laughs> ride, I feel like, you know? We're gonna start off and we're gonna slowly go up to the top and we're gonna, then before we start doing all the tricks and shit, but um, you, you gotta kind of build up to that. Like you, do, like some people, I have started an interview where I was just like, fuck it, let's just get into it right now. Mm-hmm. And, it just depends on the energy. Sometimes people let me know, like, yeah, I want to talk. I want to talk that shit. Into it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't bring this up. I want to talk this shit right yeah. here. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, but like, sometimes I tell people, I'm like, look, these are controversial topics. I'm trying to get into. How do you feel about it? They're like, okay, that one I don't really want to do because sometimes shit be more deeper than I might even know. Like, because mm-hmm. I might see a clip on YouTube where it says. So and so beefing with so and so, and then you look at it like they're not really beefing, but like I'll see what this person has to say. I think I'm big on like the way I ask questions. I'm not gonna insinuate anything. I'm gonna let you say what it is, you know, right, right, and I'll right. give you the space to like the floor is open. And I learned <laughs> that from my OG Zoe Williams because when I was working at radio, up. I was a board opping. So that was like another thing I used to do back in the day, board op. Board op is the the controlling like the yeah. board and shit, whatever. Hell yeah! But uh, my OG Zoe Williams, he had like a relationship talk. But I learned how like he was. He always used to say like he sets the stage for the guests. So he'll <laughs> he'll set the stage, he'll present it to you, and he'll he'll let you say what you want to say and perform how you want to perform on the stage. Mm. But he's gonna make the stage. Okay. And so what I do is so like say when I ask a, person, a question like the internet is saying you have beef with this person. You know, I don't know if it's true or if it's not true, but what do you have? What is your take on it and what's mm-hmm. really going on? Right. Mm-hmm. That way, the person can say what they want to say. It's go. not like I'm saying, so what's up with the beef with so and so? Yeah, you're Tracy. assuming. Then it's like, point. how do you know if it's even a beef? I like that. You got, I think, wording it the right way. Wording it the right way difference. is like so important. And I, and I tell that, to, um, I even tell people that I interview, like when they go do other interviews, pay attention to the way they ask you. Cause you can always be like, next question. And that yeah. puts the pressure back on the interviewer. Cause I know if somebody tells me next question, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh shit. Oh fuck. I'll be like, fuck, let me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a and people people have said next question, but like how many episodes have you done again? Like total, if you can try and put a number on them. I'm sorry. Total. Total interviews, like ever? Ever. Because I want to emphasize this. Nobody's probably like ever 300, asked, bro. Nobody's ever asked. Next probably, question. Probably, probably <laughs> like 300. Never. Probably, I would say close to like probably like three. I don't know if they're, they're not all on YouTube. That's but like, Probably like 300. That's respect. Which, which is crazy. That's to think respect. Of, like, and, but the thing about it, and I still love interviewing like my first words, but it's just like certain interviews bring out a certain energy out of you. You know, like sometimes you have certain conversations and you're like, damn, like, you almost re- it gets you remotivated yeah. yourself. You're myself because sometimes that. I mean every I sometimes I have moments where I'm like, man, like I don't feel like editing or I don't feel like doing interviews or I'm just so caught up in my own world, you know. And like you know, family shit going on. Yeah, like man, your mind, your mind is not focused on putting out content, but like sometimes I might take a two week break. But when I get back into it, I'll be like, this is therapy for me too because hearing people's stories and allowing people to get their stories out. In, in the right way, I feel like it's important for the game because, well, I mean, let's be real. It's a lot of people that are culture vultures that are just using people to to get the views and asking police shit and trying to yep. 
people are getting caught up on stuff they say in interviews, you know? Right. So it's like, I think it's I think it's on me and on us to like change the narrative on what interviews and what media should be. Cause I don't think it should be like what you say in here is gonna be brought up in a court case or the police are gonna watch it and they're gonna be able to build something off of this. Like right. I don't wanna ask questions like that. No. Right. I'll ask you if you gangbang and all that stuff like that, but Half the time, police already kind of know that. It's right. not like new information, you know? Right. Or they see the video, it's kind of clear what it is. But, like, I'm not going to ask you about shit that we heard on the internet about that you did. Like, no, I'm not about to do that. I don't, that's not, that's not for me. Uh, trying to find that foundation, like, as far as, like, you. Because, like, even with all of us, like, me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I try to, I try to say clean cut. And I got nothing against my homies still be out there, you know, doing what they do. But it's like. Surrounding your not surrounding yourself, trying to interview those type of individuals and say your first your first one. Who is that one that actually like was out there in that field and you actually trying to have to you had to make a conversation with? And I'll give you an example for me personally. Mine, I guess that I had to get a, a, a awakening with, you know what I'm saying? Actually, I can't even I don't I really don't want to say the name because I'm not trying to like put it out there. Yeah. But I went through it, I think, in season eight. So for me personally, when I when I went through that, I was like, okay, you know what? This is not my type of platform. I kind of wanted to play my distance in the conversation while Jonah was there. I had my stuff lined out. I'm just asking you, like, how, wait, wait, you meaning like you're not trying to say the wrong thing type shit? Yeah, because you don't want you. We know what we don't want to do for the for our guests. Yeah, we we know we we not trying to say the wrong thing. Yeah, but it's like at the end of the day, we still don't. Uh, we're still gonna ask the question. Yeah. Through the comfortability of you not being in their surrounding, their environment that they grew up with, how do you feel comfortable even asking them anything about that situation is what I'm saying. I mean, shit, where I grew up, I, I'm from Richmond. It wasn't the best environment. Yeah, like, a lot of people that I, 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 like, I tell my best friend this all the time. A lot, we used to talk hella shit about kids that went to private school back in the day. Mm-hmm. We used to be like, oh, they private school kids. A lot of the kids that went to private school, like, are doing great things right now. They're working for these big companies. Like, they're really connected because, like, they were focused on doing the right things. A lot of my people I went to high school with are in jail. There's a lot of some have died. Like, that's been around me forever. Like, so I feel like I resonate with the artists in that way. Like, a similar shit that they've experienced. I'm not going to say everything, but, like, even with me, like, I, I've had similar life experiences that, that I, that I, with a lot of people that I've interviewed. Like, I haven't put all like my business out there, right, but like right. I feel like I resonate on that way. Like not all, not ways all the time, but I think I think the one thing I do know about doing interviews when they come, they know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. So like I'd say, don't take advantage of that. Like <laughs> like certain people, they kind of you already kind of know. Like okay, they know what people want to know about them yeah. when they come to the interview. Yeah, now how comfortable they are about talking about it. I would say my biggest thing is if you don't know how they're going to react to it, talk to them before. But that's been my big thing. Because sometimes people don't want shit to be sprung on them. Right. But I will ask you before, like, look, uh, these are some of the more controversial things I'm going to be talking about. Yeah. Is there anything that you don't want me to bring up? Like, respectfully, I won't. But, like, you know, people want to know. That's why I'm, I have it presented here. Right. And on those topics. On those topics. And you know, a lot of times you'll, they'll be like, fuck it. I'm trying to talk about it. But there's been times where <laughs> right, they'll be like, for real though, sometimes they'll be like, ah, you know, I don't really want to talk about that right there. But sometimes things are more serious, like I said, than I know, you know? Yeah, it goes so deeper. It goes deeper. So it's kind of like, it's really case by case. Like, but if I really feel like it's going to, 
be that controversial or they might feel some type of way. Chuck it up. I'm a, I'll, I'll ask them before. I just probably not won't ask it, but like. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's been certain artists where, you know, I could have asked about certain things, but I didn't <laughs> just because I know personally it's more serious. Yeah. There are some things I feel like are, are too, like, they too focused on. So like, for example. Or it's too new, I feel like. When I interviewed CML, people are, people were saying, you didn't ask him about the Mozzie situation. But it's like, bro, he, that's like a serious situation. That's not my, that's not on me to be diving in more to that. My whole, uh, my whole like position on the CML interview was to was to let people know his story and who he was. Right. Like sometimes focusing on the beef isn't like important. But like for example, I asked when I did Filthy, I asked about the Mozzie beef. I don't. That's not that. That was more like a rap beef, you know. Yeah. Like, it wasn't. Everybody know about beef. it, like, and everybody knows right. about it. Songs are put out, like yeah, you know. It, it it just depends. Like, and it feel like you let it marinate. It was it was about time where you when know, you asked him, like, is, you know what, like, bro? When it comes down to the rappers, and the, you know what I'm saying, it doesn't. I feel I just this is me personally. I feel like the rappers shouldn't get mad about the interviewee asking them about what's already out there to the public. If it's the first question, if you know, as far as you know, I just, you know well, I, it's, it's just it's how you I, ask it, the savviness behind correct. the words, the savviness behind the words is, is real key because correct. you can't just. Nobody really likes to be put on the spot, you know? Especially when they're on camera and, like... <laughs> I'm going to use that one, by the way, how you led that up. I'm and I feel like that. that's yeah. what it all ties down to. When it, when you get a reaction from that uh, standpoint, celebrity, yeah. I feel like it, it just ties down to, like, the the wordplay. They didn't yeah. word it the right way. For sure. You and, know what I mean? And, 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 that's, and that's, like, a big thing, which I've learned, is how you say it and how you ask is, like, really key as far as being in the media because you know the way you ask it can get you can get someone walking out or get someone like I've never had anyone walk out of an interview you know right, right. like that's never been a thing I never even had really no one well I guess <laughs> I had one it was someone kind of it was like a, a, a little I guess I got a little mad but it wasn't like that big of a deal still but like that's not really a thing that happens like you think to do that many videos and nobody ever to really right. feel no type of way like big deal it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, But some people want that though. Some people want to get you uncomfortable and want you to storm out. Yeah, and not only that, but you by yourself too, bro. You that's what, what I'm mean? saying. You, you gotta be smart. You gotta be smart. Like you holding it down, and, and that's the thing. Like, by yourself, you got this uh, whole yeah. back turn. You gotta be smart. You yeah. gotta, you gotta, you gotta know your environment too. You gotta know what the fuck you're doing. Like so sometimes what? it's easy to ask crazier things if you have a security guard or few people there in the studio where you're like. All right, if, if this goes left, I have people here who got my back. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not finna, you're not finna ask somebody some crazy ass shit when you're in there by yourself <laughs> and they got 15 people in the lobby and you're just in this <laughs> bro, bro, I'm so if they come out there pissed off, you're <laughs> gonna be going for right sure. Like, you're for sure gonna be like, fuck. <laughs> but, Thanks. you know, I, I think once you like kind of build up and keep doing your shit, like when people pull up, they kind of know what they're getting into. I never, I feel like artists know what they get into when they pull up. They never really know what you're going to ask unless you tell them. But like, sometimes it is cool to be like, yo, like this is what I'm about to talk about. Is that cool? Like, it's nothing wrong with that. Like, nobody knows, like, and the thing, you can still tell them what you're going to ask or what you might ask, but they don't know when it's going to come. So right. the shock value is is yeah. not going to 
diminish on because they know kind of what you're going to ask. Have you know? uh, publicists or managers ever asked you to give that up, like your questions prior? See, they used to back in the day, but like I stopped writing down questions. So now it's like I don't even write down <laughs> yeah, questions. So exactly. I don't know what to send you before. Yeah. My whole my thing now is when I get some shit like that, it's like, tell me what you don't want to talk about. There you go. And then we can go from there. Right. Cause that way I know how to build my conversation. But like a lot of times now it's off the dome. I don't write anything down. I know how I want to start it off. And I think that's like the biggest thing for me now. Knowing how I'm going to start it. So, like, I want to get into, like, how you grew up, what's your family around, and, like, what was your upbringing like? Because that, you know, the way people were raised and the way they were brought up, I feel like plays into way, like, how they see the world and how they feel about shit. So no, we seen one of those comments, too, in one of our most viewed uh, 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 videos. They said, why don't you guys get more into detail about how he was raised? What was his story about when he was younger? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, like, we ask questions, but we don't really dive in, because that's a whole chapter of everybody's life. Like, we're all adults now. That's yeah. fucking, like, that's that's years that yeah. we can all be able <laughs> to understand, understand about. why the <laughs> actions they made, it can kind of like, oh, okay, you were really fucked up at that moment. You know what I mean? And yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's certain things, like, you'd be like, damn, certain things happen. Like, you'd be like, oh, shit. Like, you'd be like, damn, like, uh, for for example, like, uh, Free J-Bo. We in Stockton right now. Yeah, Shout out to J-Bo. J-Bo, man. Yeah. J-Bo's dad passed away when he was really young. You feel me? That takes a big toll on, on a kid. You feel me? Like, no matter no matter how you want to shake it, like your dad getting killed when you're a kid, that's 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 crazy. Like that's not nobody. That's not easy for anybody to deal with. Like your 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 parents can pass away normal normal like in their sleep, you will still be fucked up. But for that life to be taken, like so, it's kind of like you can't comprehend that shit. Like that shit would crush anybody. So like I feel like you can you can kind of feel you can kind of see like his emotion <laughs> in the rap you like damn like okay but like he been through a lot uh, yeah. you and know you, so I think just, you feel it more I mean I, I ain't gonna say this like you, on record on record but I mean I'll say he's definitely might be one of the hottest hot boys I ain't gonna lie I'm gonna be real sure. like, like, hey, the way he spits <laughs> the way he motherfucking like I think when it, comes, when it comes to a song he knows how to put one together you know what and, I mean and I, and I love that dude because um even when we did our interview, like, and that's the thing, like, when you look at somebody's video, like, you you think he might be kind of mean. You think mm-hmm. he might, but he's like, he's a nice guy. Like, he's that's not, tight. That's he, tight. It was real cool. He's young I, too, bro. He's he young. young. He was open to talk about shit, and it, there was nothing that he didn't want to discuss. It was more me, like, ah, I ain't gonna go that far with it, or <laughs> I'm gonna take it in this direction. But like, and that's the thing. Some, some people can take advantage of somebody who want to talk about anything, you know? Yeah, facts. They start putting out shit that don't need to be out. But, like, I, that's why I always kind of ask people about their upbringing because, um, like, I had both my parents around, but, like, my dad is not from the United States. So, like, me playing football or me doing certain things as a kid, he these are shit he never did. My dad grew up from, in a third world country. Right. He wasn't playing football and <laughs> they're not playing. They might be playing. They might be playing in, on some dirt, but like it's so it was play, different. You, you played football back in back in the day. I played college ball. Yeah, I played football. I played football up till I was uh, I guess twenty years old. Yeah, so I played. I went to Berkeley High, 
I played at Berkeley High all so four played years. played as a kid up until 20 years old. I, I played, I started football, playing football in the eighth grade. When did, when did the dream go away? Because I played football too, Pop. And I know there's that dream of maybe I can make it. When that dream was uh, a reality kicked so in. So I like, played uh, D1 AA. I went to Howard. And, uh, you know, when I was there, I just like, high school was so fun, bro. You know, like high school was, football was the shit. But like, when I got to, uh, when I got to college, I'm like, this shit kind of serious. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not the same anymore. Right. And um, I just feel like, you know, when I left Howard, serious. I was like, damn, like, do I want to keep doing this? And like, a lot of shit comes to play when it comes to college. It's like, do they like you? Mm -hmm. Did they bring you in? Mm -hmm. Are you politics. their Are you their guy? Yeah, there's politics and sports, y'all. <laughs> I didn't know. Because if you're not, it don't matter how good you are at the time. If you're not their guy, they're like, bruh. Right. Have fun, have fun on the second team, yeah. you know? And that kind of changed my whole mindset. I was just like, I don't... I think it's something, as I got older, it's a bit harder for me to put, like, my fate in somebody else's hands. Yeah. That's why I've been kind of big with doing, like, having my own platform and doing the innovative shit. It's kind of like, I want something of my own. No, that's, that's I don't. Lit. I want something that I, I have control over to where, like, even being fired from the radio job, so I got fired in January 2020. Oh, shit. Okay. Randomly. Okay. I did Rolling Loud LA. That's pandemic? That's like... This before the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. I did Rolling Loud LA. I thought everything was all good. I got a call. I still remember the day. January 5th, 2020. Oh, shit. I got a call that I was fired. Mm -mm -mm. Damn. A call. And I'm like... At that time, I ain't gonna lie. I thought I was untouchable. Right. You're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm what like, I'm killing happened? shit right now. <laughs> how how y'all gonna fire me? Right. But it kind of opened my eyes, though. Just like, one, nobody owes you anything. You got to work for anything you want to get. But like, also, like, don't ever feel that you're bigger than the program. And, that, and that's the thing about being at radio, too, that my mom always told me. Radio will fire you. And that's the thing. You can... You look at all the big radio hosts. I'm sure Charlemagne has been fired. I'm sure, like, oh, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, all the all the biggest radio guys. I feel like they've been fired. You right. know, and that's just kind of a part of the game. But fuck it, I got fired. Right. And, but I took that getting fired. And it was like, okay, well, you fuck it. You you weren't gonna let it have that overpower over you. And there was moments when I got fired. Where I was like, damn, bro, should I even keep doing this? Should I go find a new studio? Yeah. I didn't know, you know? And uh, shout out to Lil Blood. My first interview, oh, I don't Blood, know if it was yeah. the first or second interview I did at my new studio, but Little Blood was like my one of my first three. And that interview went viral. So that kind of, and I talked about it in our, in our last interview, that interview gave me the hope to like, oh, I can do this. There because at a point in time, I was like, bro, I don't even know if it's worth it. Like, And I feel like everybody goes through that when they're creating content and they're doing something different. And it's like, even with y'all, like, I don't have a lot of friends that do this shit, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm like the outcast. Like, a lot of my friends have normal jobs or they do like shit that has like a meaning. More, it's more like, uh, no, no, security. we got meaning behind this, G. Like security. Yeah, I'll say security. Yeah. There go. But it's just like, everybody's different, you know? And everybody has different passions. So that's why I'm like, I never knock what someone else wants to do, but like, this is what I want to do. But if you want to do it, you got to fully be, be 10 toes and believe that you can do it. Like, Thanks. 
if there's any doubt in your mind, which it will come, everybody doubts themselves, but you have to learn how to like fight through that shit. What do you do to, to get past that doubt? When those, when those moments, when them, them, them peaks and valleys, when them valleys come, bro, how, how do you get through it? Really, some Kanye shit. You know, like, I, y'all see the Kanye documentary? Of course, yeah. bro. Okay, inspiring. so that documentary was was real touching to me because he was super close with his mom. I was super close with my mom. And of course, like, when I, when, I t- when I tell her I have these doubts, you know, she always encourages me to go forward. So I really felt when he was talking to his mom where he was, they wasn't fucking with him like that. Yeah. I didn't even know they wasn't fucking with him Bro, like that. Tell me, but when they went when the rock and fell out, that was gonna be lit. And then when they went all doubting them, I was like, oh shit, this was a different thing. Think scene. about it. This is Kanye. Yeah. This is Kanye we're talking <laughs> I was about. Like, right? Wait, what just happened? But like, yeah, talking to my mom and just, and just keep working through it. I think that's that's one of the bigger things. Like, if if I stop doing interviews and I'm feeling like I don't want to do this shit right now, it's just all bad. Like I'm just seeing all my numbers go down. I'm not seeing. I'm not really seeing like, damn, what the fuck? Like, hold on, I thought my shit was popping. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, I, you have to work through that because every day, every day you do it, you're not gonna be like happy. Even when you have a, a, a normal job, even when we do interviews, you're not gonna be happy about it every day. There's mm-hmm. gonna be shit going on that's gonna have you sidetracked, but you just gotta fight through it. Like mm-hmm. working past it and knowing how to work past what's going on in your like daily life, I think is key. That's something Filthy told me. He said. He, he try to do some music every day, despite what's going on, or baby mama's tripping, or streets tripping, or whatever is going on. Like, do some towards your goal every day, what you want to accomplish. Because I always felt people was working all day. I just try to work hard. Like, yeah, got to don't stop. Man. I think football. I I think football taught me that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the coaches always say that there's someone on the East Coast that's already up working harder than you. You want to go get that's it. Real shit. <laughs> I, I love I love sports for that, bro. I feel like it taught me a lot of teamwork. You know what I'm saying? Good camaraderie, all that shit that led into life and how to maneuver through life. You know what I mean? But I hold on before we get into any deeper, bro. Before we leave the subject of your savviness and how you ask questions. You talked about Vlad a little bit. Who did you look up to in the space? I know it wasn't always that. You weren't your savviness wasn't always there, right? You had to work into it. Like, hi, who 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 was who were your influences? To be, to be completely honest, when I when I first started doing interviews, I didn't look at anybody. Mm-hmm. I saw what the LA Leakers doing, but they don't really do it. Like, I didn't really sit in there for their full interviews, but like, it wasn't. It, I kind of wanted it to do my own way, so I started off doing my own thing. But then I was like, hold on, let me kind of see what other people are doing. But like, I looked at everybody. So like, I, I think I feel like I looked at everybody and, and kind of incorporated something I liked from everybody that I saw. Charlemagne for one, because I would see how he was, he wasn't afraid to be controversial. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I'd see with like, even me when I started, I was afraid to ask those tough questions. But then I realized, well, damn, if I don't ask it, somebody else is. And what and I'm like, and really I'm like, a lot of people I interviewed are are come from the same environment as me. So how could I feel how is it cool if if Vlad asked <laughs> ask him, but I can't yeah. ask him. Right. And, and I can't and of course they're gonna say Vlad is a white dude, he can he gets a pass that you that the same that the black guy wouldn't get, but right. like it's about knowing how to ask it. So I had to figure that out. But like certain things I took from everybody just to kind of incorporated into my own but that's as far as like what to talk about because i feel like that's kind of key too to get your interviews to be to pop like what are you talking about in the interview what are y'all discussing like 
Are you talking about only music? Are you talking about what they went through? Are you talking about aliens and ghosts? Like, yeah. and that's something I got from Joe Rogan. He's big on like the uh, <laughs> on uh, like the astrology, astrology <laughs> and sci-fi <laughs> and, <laughs> and aliens and shit. Yeah. That's something I pulled from Joe Rogan because my boy would always tell me he was like Joe Rogan's the biggest podcaster in the world like mm-hmm. and i was like well shit let me go see what he's talking about mm-hmm. in his video people keep telling that i be I, I keep hearing that too it's like man if don't break what's not broken if people fuck with that nigga and he's number one podcast in america you gotta find something from you know what i'm saying and and and, and he asked people about shit that i feel like or the world people i interview want to talk about aliens for sure i've had some great alien or, or like you know <laughs> alien or uh paranormal activity clips go viral because people that are, are careful for the same environment as us, they don't really get the chance. Nobody give, thinks they want to talk about that right, type of shit. Right. Like Little Blood is a he loves conspiracy theories, but nobody would think that this nigga from West Oakland loves <laughs> facts. Conspiracy we're theories. About that. Yeah, facts, facts. So it's just so like funny. being open to to try different things, and I, I never felt like I know it all either. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna go look and see what they're talking about. You ever and, been? You ever been outside the country? Uh, just to Mexico, not like crazy, crazy. Nothing crazy? I want to go to like, I've always wanted to go to Amsterdam. Of course, I want to go to like Paris. And like, uh, I've been hearing a lot about Colombia. I'm not going to lie. Ooh, me too, bro. I got Colombia, <laughs> bro. I've been hearing a lot about Colombia. I've been hearing a lot about Colombia. You like this, walking through the streets, you be able to just come here, baby. Hey, Colombia is wild. <laughs> Colombia, I'm coming. Yeah, we on our way. <laughs> you ever so. think about taking like, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole, the whole environment is like, you going over overseas, you know what I'm saying? Going and you know doing saying? International, going international. Yeah. You pretty much, in my opinion, already known in the States, bro. Yeah. It's just as far like who's on keep clicking that, clicking it, clicking it. You can't get mad at like you everybody around fucking uh the United States know you. Do you in accept my that? What? Do you accept that, that, that everybody... statement that like like he's you're solidified here type thing? Uh yeah, don't you can't accept that. You can't though. Nah, really. I feel like I feel like a lot of people know me. On like like West Coast, a lot of like, people know you. Bro. And then the, this is crazy. <laughs> Not, I, I don't think a lot of people know this. My first interview that got ten thousand views was an East Coast rapper. Mm. Shout out to Troy Av. Oh, Troy wow. Av, oh, Contro- yeah, yeah, yeah. controversial, controversial dude. Bro, you to <laughs> that interview went went up, but like that was my first interview to get ten thousand views. And uh, of course, I want to tap in with with everybody. I think that's that was kind of the reason why I wanted. The name Innovators, because I didn't feel like it boxed nobody out, you know? And now and, I, and branding and marketing is key too. Does your does the name of your your show box somebody out? Mm. Does it does it ex, does it exclude people? Yeah, like we, and that and that's key. Like if it does, yeah, the name is super important too. Like, mm. what is the name? What is your name? Yep. How we, are you promoting it? Like, we what? definitely had to explain ourselves a couple of times where we, it's like, no, it's not just the smoking weed. We go to Dumbo and Chandra. You know what I'm saying? You know? Like, we both smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like, we talk our shit. So, exactly. Like, you know and I, mean? I, 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 I like your name. I, I think it's super tight. Um, I didn't think it was all about uh, weed smoke, but mm, like, yeah. Weed and just talking your shit though, blowing mm-hmm. smoke, like you said. But yeah. uh, your name is super important too. Like branding is everything. But like, of course, when I started, I wasn't thinking about that. But innovators is something that I always wanted to do. I didn't know whether it was gonna be like a record label, which it still might be one day, or if it's gonna be a studio or mm. interviews. But like, to me, everybody has potential to be an innovator. It just be about being creative and thinking outside the box. You know. It, it. it doesn't box nobody out. And that's 
that's why I, I was I loved it and I read with it because I'm like, it's no limit to it. It's not like you can't bring this person on, you can't bring that person on. It's like, nah, everybody can come. What I love about that is that it, sep- it separates you from us type thing in that demographic is that the innovator is you as a whole. Blood flowing through that motherfucker. Blowing yeah. smoke, ain't no blood through. I mean, we got me and Jonah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like blowing smoke is a whole, it's a, it's a, it's an intricate, it's, 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 it's with us. The innovator, that's you. You know what I'm saying? An actual human being, a name that's actually out here in the world. Did you ever envision that that was going to be who you are going to be able to become? Because like at this point, this is this is the innovator is, is you, bro. It's like it's not like you know what I'm saying. Like it's not something else. It's, yeah. it's you. Yeah. yeah, make that you clear. Feel me? For the ones outside looking in, like, all innovators got. There's like five of the motherfuckers on the innovators. Like nah, it's, yeah. it's you, bro. You it's you. Blowing smoke is me, Jonah, yeah. our videographer, yeah. our editor. You. You feel me? I'm gonna be honest. Uh, shout out to my my cousin Nate. Uh, I was living in Koreatown at the time, and um, I didn't really know. I knew I was in radio. Like I didn't really know. I just was telling him like, bro, I got this idea about interviewing Bay rappers, and like I'm gonna use the innovator's name, and like I think it could be some it could be something, you know. And that was just the first general idea. And he told me, I think it could be big, and that assurance from him. Cause you know, a lot of people are afraid to to take that leap. Or even if you ask somebody some shit and they be like, oh, "I don't think that's a good idea," you might never go back to it. He was fully like, "I think you can do something." I was like, "All right, well, but he believed in me. I'm gonna do it." Um, mm. I always felt it could be something special, but like, I never knew what the full like potential would be. And like, I don't feel like I reached my full potential, but like. It is kind of crazy going out and people know me as the innovator, you know? It's Sometimes it's kind of it's kind of crazy because, like, damn, like, this is just an idea that I started with and it turned into this. But I think it's just a testament to working hard and believing in the vision. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that can be some of the hardest thing to do. Like, sometimes everyone's not able to focus on that all day, you know? And I, at first I wasn't able to. I just happened to work at a radio station. So I was able to be at my job and do interviews at the same time. Right. But like. Which is a blessing too. You know, if you yeah. have a, if you like, in, 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 I mean, life, you got to make your money. So if you got a normal job or you work at a nine to five, that means you're not doing interviews till six o'clock. So yeah. you might only be able to do however many you can do until you're tired. But you probably are tired when you get off work. Right. So like with me, since I was in the radio space, the interview was kind of like the break from all the radio shit I was doing. But now it's kind of like, shit, I'll do four interviews in a day. And that's all I did. That's cool. That's all I did for the day. I don't want to. I, I got another topic right now. Yeah. But right now, whoever's watching this and who got this far into the episode, please take a sip and a shot with us. Right now. <laughs> Cheers. Put your cups in the air, man, because this Love man it. is out here letting us know what it is. No, that's real. And because like, like I was literally just about to ask, like for a young, entre- or young entrepreneur, young content creator wanting to get into the space. I didn't even got to ask him the question because he just answered it, really. You know what I mean? Like, it's just everything you just said put into fruition. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. believe in the vision. You know what I mean? You have like, to believe. Believing is, is like, it's funny because it's so simple to believe in yourself, but it's so hard, you know? And a lot of people don't talk about it. Like, believing that you can do something is not easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think back to when I played football. Like, of course, when I started, I wasn't that good. But, like, 
I wanted to be good so bad. And I wanted, I believed that I could be good. And that was like the basis of that. Like I ended up becoming pretty good, but it was, mm-hmm. I wasn't good at first. You know, and I didn't think I was a good interviewer at first, but like I was okay with developing and working on it. And like really the, I feel like what made me a great interviewer was the fans commenting on YouTube. They'll be like, this shit is trash. <laughs> or don't you keep saying, yeah, hella times or, or, let the person speak and shut the fuck up. Right. Like things that nobody was telling me because right. I didn't know that right. nobody I know was doing interviews. So what? what are they? They're not gonna tell me anything. Nah, like, right. shit. And then not even that. It's like our peers around her. They're gonna tell us, "Oh, that was dope." Like I don't want to hear it's fucking dope to criticize me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, nah. what I need to do to get better. Like nope. my mind is already it's dope. Like, <laughs> let me know. Like, like yeah. I, I that, know that's the funny thing about YouTube comments. You know, like the, there's no filter because they don't have to to look you in your face and say it. So, you know, I don't bet, I don't really look at comments <laughs> like that all the time no more, but like. Hey, so that's what y'all be feeling behind the fucking screens? They can what say whatever, like. like, people can say whatever behind the computers or just like, if they feel like it was trash or they feel like you said um too many times, cool, but that was something I really had to, people used to always talk shit because I, I would say, uh, I would say, I want to ask you. And they'd be like, we already know you want to ask him. Just ask the fucking question. Mm. And I was like, damn. I got one of those two that I fuck up with too. I got one of my, <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, for me personally, that's yeah. what I say. For yeah. me personally, yeah. hey, I'm already speaking. For yeah. me, you're already speaking personally. <laughs> but it's like, you're still learning how to, 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 to ask it the right way and how to say it the right way. So like, you're trying to make it extra clear for the viewer, but, they're Back already fire. watching. They're kind of already like, oh, bro, we know it's from you personally. You're saying it. Right. Mm-hmm. But even me, they're like, I know you want to ask because you're asking. <laughs> so it's like, exactly. why are you saying you want to <laughs> ask? <laughs> but you that touched on cap. that, and I want people to really take that home, that developing process, bro, for real. Like, got it's to. okay to go through that. Like, you ain't got to be the best at what you do because... Well, we like I've had a conversation with a couple of my peers around me, and it's like there's there's two different people. It's the ones that will develop in front of people. It's the ones that will sit in their room for years and develop, develop until they drop, and then they're fucking great at it. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the other one either. But it's like it's okay to develop in front. You know yeah, what I mean? Like sure. that's how you get better. Is if you just drop it. We all we both went through it, right? All like both BSP and the innovator is like. It took us 20 episodes to drop the first one, but we knew once that first one dropped, there was, was no going good, back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to keep this shit going because the consistency in the algorithm we talk about is the only way we can go forward. So it's like, we knew once it was out, just stay consistent, keep getting better, developing, just get, you know what I'm saying? Just get better your craft, bro. You know what, what I'm saying? What's your next level, though, innovator? Like, as far as, like, the establishment that you've already, like, solidified for you, you already, you know, you have the, you can... You can get the interviews with, uh, you know, the local rappers, the local artists, the local who, you know, not yeah. even whomever, but everybody. He can get an yeah. interview with whoever he wants, let's be honest. But bro. when he started, he said this whole podcast, like, everybody can go back and dissect, but it's like, your story is still being written as you personally speak. Yeah. So if you can speak right now, if I like, if you can want have your whole, envi- or not whole envision, yeah. what, what would be one of your in-game goals at this point in time? Um, I think about this a lot, but uh, so I want to get into... Well, look out! I'm, I'm gonna start getting into throwing shows, so that's that's okay. taking all. So basically, my whole thing is I'm gonna start throwing shows, but I'm only gonna be booking artists that have done interviews with me. Ooh. So if you haven't done an interview with me, I won't be booking you for a show. <laughs> it's fine. It's, that's it's, damn near everybody. Like everybody ain't less be less. Like what the fuck? It's God more damn. safe to do an interview with me, you know. Um, 
of course I want to get into the the music space as far as like like a label A and R and like you know the distribution like uh, innovators records type of thing, um, open studios. But really, uh, also I want to get into like interviewing more athletes because that's kind of where I started at. Mm. I I was I did a sports show, but I feel like athletes are some of the hardest people to get in for an interview. So why do you say that? So many guidelines. I, I would say so. I mean, he doesn't then, smoke. You don't. He don't. It is. Like, it is harder know. to. They just. I feel like they just. I don't. They, I feel like they can't. Like, if a, if a, if a, someone is in the NBA right now, there's certain things they can and can't say. You feel me? Rather than you talk to somebody who's already finished playing, but like, so like for example, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson, how they got the, uh, they got all the smoke, yeah, which is I, smoke. that's one of my favorite uh, podcasts to watch, but. uh they weren't talking about smoking weed and getting high when they were playing in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Can't talk about that shit. Yeah, it was but like now, it don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's true. JJ Reddick, though, shout out to him because he's kind of breaking. He's doing something I've never really seen before. Besides on ESPN, he's bringing in athletes for interviews mid-season and talking about shit that's going on right now. Mid-season. No, you tight. know, which is crazy. Yeah, no, that's yeah. And that's the thing where I say um, you got to utilize your connections and people that you know before you started doing it because everybody probably loves J.J. Reddick. That's, I know they do because they wouldn't be coming on there and doing it. Right. Every player can't do what he does because if people don't like you or they feel like you're too, you're, they don't, they're not feeling you or they feel like you're going to ask the wrong things, they won't do it. But mm-hmm. That's clearly people in the NBA space really value him and what he has to say. And they're like, oh, it's it's a safe space for NBA players, which I feel like that's also important too, creating a space where the person feels comfortable to speak on. Yeah. And I thought like he created that in the NBA because I'm like, I'm like, he got Kevin Durant in here? Yeah. Right. Before the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I wouldn't even imagine, like, I would already know, like, I would probably never get an athlete midseason. No. It's got to be the offseason. Right. And that's just what it is. And I've accepted that. I'm not like delusional thinking like, why you want to come do it with me? But it's like, I'm not J.J. Reddick. I didn't play the NBA, but like that shit is crazy. It's just trippy. People don't realize that the the people behind like us, like, you know, our standpoints, like we do factor in all that. Like, trust and believe. I would love to have fucking like, you know what I'm saying? Josh Jacobs, right after he just did, you feel me? Right after he I would love to have that. It's like, you can't do that. You got to wait till off season type shit. It's like you respect the craft when people actually do grab that individual and actually had that yeah, conversation. It's with crazy. Him. I'm like, damn, like I, it, it's blowing my mind because his YouTube blowing up got him on ESPN. Like, and not that he's not credible on speaking on it. He's an analyst now. He's an analyst now. It's not that he's not credible to speak on it. It's just like, damn, bro. Like, thanks. You on ESPN now off your YouTube blowing up, but that just shows you like. What we can do when our YouTube blows up? Who's going to be calling for us? It might not be ESPN, but it'll be Spotify or I do hip hop or. Think about me. I always always think. No, I always think Revolt, bro. Revolt. Breakfast. uh, Revolt got Breakfast Club, bro. Now that's a podcast. It's a radio, but it's like in some people's eyes that they might be a podcast also because they're on all platforms type thing. Well, Charlamagne got the Black Effect, the straight podcasting platform. That's all for he signs podcasts. Is that on? Is that on MTV or is that on? No, that's his. That's his. That's his thing. Is the Black Effect? Like he's he literally signs podcasts. Like that's what he does. Oh, yeah. So that's what Charlamagne does. His own little so For sure, it's out there. Like the opportunities are there. Are are you open to that to do a partnership deal like that for like a Uh, Barstool Sports and million dollars worth of game? I would say 
I'm open to it, but it just has to be. I've done I've done a good amount of partnerships. Even before I feel like I was popping like that, I was still getting like sponsorship deals and shit. But I think it has to be the right thing. I don't. I'm down to have someone sponsor my interviews, but I don't want to like give my content to like a Spotify. I would want to do something specifically for Spotify. Mm. It'll be you like oh, to be a part of your This is still shit. who yeah. you are. You individually like to have these conversations with the Yeah, I don't I don't I don't want it to be like, okay, Spotify is bringing you on and these are the people or like or we're about to do a 10 interview series and this is what it's going to be and that's the kind of the the direction of it. I don't want it to take mm. it away. I'd rather my channel or my YouTube be sponsored by somebody and I'm still in complete control of everything rather than put it all, like, Joe Rogan took all this shit off YouTube and put it on Spotify. Yeah. But that was a big-ass check, you know? Yeah. Now, with that, with that much money sitting in your face, I don't, I don't, that, that conversation might be different, but right now, I would rather just have someone sponsor the content and invest more into it than take it all off and only offer it through that one platform. But I'm down to, like, do interviews for Revolt or do interviews for Spotify. That That's their content. Right. And they, pay me for that rather than take all my 300 or 600 videos and give it to them. Right. I like the way you look at it. People don't right. look at it like that. I like the way you look at it. I, like man, I, I don't it. know how much are we going to give to people, bro. You know what I'm <laughs> I mean, no, we already over the limit. Y'all gotta start, <laughs> hey, y'all got to start paying us anything over an hour. Y'all getting free content at this man, point. This shit no, is for out. Real, for real. I got hella questions, but I know I want to do this shit off camera too because like I said, bro, we're in this space You've earned the respect. I don't want to call you an OG because I know you're not an OG, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely, <laughs> yeah. JG and I have sat and watched your interviews for our interviews. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's it's to that point now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no, it's, I, it's, I appreciate it's, that. No, the respect level is, is big, bro. And the fact that you came to the Nina, came to Stockton, California. We're well, Stockton right now. Shout out to Stockton, man. Hell yeah. Like I said, I've been tapping in with a lot of Stockton artists. It's kind of like, how can I not pull up to the city? Like, man. It's, it's, it's always to. like anytime you need to come over here. I mean, for sure, for sure, tap in with your people already. But like, you come on in this side of two and nine, bro. Yeah, always tap. We in got some good food. Sure. We got some good food we for you, bro. Whatever yeah, you for need. Sure. Yeah, good smoke too. We'll roll some up after this. Good. If y'all made it this far, follow, like, comment, subscribe. For real, for real, bro. You already know we got the innovator in this motherfucker, man. Shout out to the sponsors of this podcast. Hell yeah, got to existence right now. You know what I'm saying? Man, we out, bro. Shout out, boss, for letting it slide through. For Shut real. up, boss, cuts. Go get your shits down. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.